You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. We thank God for His mercies, His tremendous grace that He has towards us. The way that the Holy Spirit is working in our lives. We are here today, we are born again. Because of the Holy Spirit. Last week we looked at the blood of Jesus and what it has established for us. And because of the blood of Jesus, we can enter into the Holy of Holies. We can meet with God face to face. And this is the first work of the Holy Spirit. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you put your faith in Him, The first work of the Holy Spirit is to sanctify you, is to cleanse you, and to make you a son of the Most High God. And when I say son of the Most High God, I refer to women as well. Amen? Don't get offended when I call you a son. Jesus calls me his bride, and I'm happy with that. Amen? Turn with me in your Bibles. To Titus 3 verse 5. The Bible says, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. He came to save us. Titus 3 verse 5. He came to save us. We were all in need of a Savior. We couldn't save ourselves, so Jesus came to save us. He came to save us, not because of any virtuous deed that we have done, but only because of His extravagant mercy. He saved us, resurrecting us through the washing of rebirth. We are made completely new by the Holy Spirit, whom He splashed over us richly by Jesus, the Messiah, the life giver. So as a gift of His love, and since we are faultless, innocent before His face, we can now become heirs of all things, all because of an overflowing hope of eternal life. The basic work of the Holy Spirit was to impart new life into your life. When you become born again, it is the work of the Holy Spirit to unite you and make you one with God once again. Family, listen to me. This work of the Holy Spirit, when we become born again, you are born again. Of love, a love that God had for all of mankind, that He sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us. So, when you say that you are born again, that you are born of love, the Bible says that we have been baptized into one spirit, He has made us one by the Holy Spirit. This regeneration that takes place is by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that manifests and produces the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is actually love. This is very important to know and to understand because remember, He has come to save all of us, baptizing us into one spirit. Because He loved us and He has poured His love 
into our hearts. So when you say that you are born again, but you are confessing or behaving like somebody that's a racist, you are not born again. A person cannot be born from above and be a racist. What am I saying? You cannot say you're a true, real, authentic Christian and you're a racist. Because you are born of love. And when He saved us, He washed us and cleansed us. Because as soon as you become born again, you'll realize that you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, when you receive Him, will never let you behave like the world or empower you to behave like the world, to hate and to slander. Can you see the need for the Holy Spirit in our lives? How many people are confessing that they are Christians? They are convinced in their minds that nothing has changed in their hearts. When you become born again, it's your spirit part that is justified. Just as if you've never sinned. It's that part that's linked up with God. That the Bible says it's that part that cannot sin. Do you know that the Bible says that? In the book of 1 John. There's an incorruptible seed that's been planted on the inside. And he that is joined to the Lord. Is one spirit with him. So everything of God, His goodness, His mercy, His grace, His love is linked up with your spirit now, which is your heart. But in our minds, we have been trained differently. That's why the Bible says we have to sanctify our minds. Amen? By the renewing of the Word of God. Looking at the Word of God. Studying the Word of God. Now your mind has to change your way of thinking. As soon as you are born again and you are linked up with God, you are linked up with holiness, you are linked up with purity, automatically there will be a change. Yes, you've got habits to use certain words and do certain things. But the Holy Spirit will start to work and you'll see there's a change. You know in the Welsh Revival, in the Welsh Revival, a lot of the miners got saved. When the miners got saved, they had to replace all the donkeys in the mine. Do you know why? Because the donkeys only responded to swearing and cursing. Blippity blip blip donkey blip blip there. But when these guys got saved, now they were saying, please donkey, move, move. The donkeys were saying, what language are you speaking? <laughs> What's happened to you? And they had to replace the donkeys. That's the power of the Holy Spirit working on the inside of somebody. So when the Holy Spirit starts working in our lives, things will start to change. Amen? He will sanctify you. He will cleanse you. The Bible teaches us, nobody can say Jesus Christ is Lord. Unless the Holy Spirit helps him. 
in our world today, many people can say no to sin. Do you know there are many good people out in the world that are not Christians? You look shocked. There's many people out in the world that is not serving God, but they're living good lives. They know how to apply the knowledge of good and evil to know this is wrong, this is right. And they live good lives. They help a lot of people and they don't sin. There are many people that can say no to sin. But you cannot say no to sin and yes to righteousness unless the Holy Spirit is involved. Because remember, God is not looking for good people. He's looking for a holy generation that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. And for you to be able to worship God in spirit and in truth, you need the Holy Spirit. You need righteousness to manifest in your life. This is what God came to establish in our lives. When you are born again, something happens. On the inside, your spirit is now connected with heaven. And now rivers of living water can start to flow out of your belly. Pure water because you are linked up with God. And there's only holiness, righteousness and purity in God. What happens now sometimes in our lives? Sometimes your mind, things that have been trained in the wrong way, your will, your intellect, your emotions, your soul, affects your heart. What do I mean by that? You know this rich treasure that is linked up with God, with the Holy Spirit, only produces pure water. That's why Jesus says, come to me. If you are thirsty, come to me and come get the real thing. And out of your belly will spring up rivers of living water. And it brings light and life to people's lives around you. But sometimes through what we say, we say things that does not line up with the word of God. The Bible calls that sewage. He says, out of this well that's on the inside here, cannot come fresh water and sewage water, bitter water. That's why we have to renew our minds, fill our hearts with the word of God, and we will only declare the word of God in situations. So when you are producing sewage water through things that you say, you can know that person is not under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Bible teaches us in 2 Timothy. It says, there are vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. Then everybody immediately wants to know who will be a vessel of honor and who will be a vessel of dishonor. That's up to you. When you make a decision to remove these impurities by putting your trust in Jesus as the one who has removed it, 
things will change. Then it goes on, it says, A servant of the Lord should not quarrel, fight. Why? Because oftentimes when we fight and we argue, we are not saying things that come out of our spirit, but we're saying things that come out of our soul, our mind, our will, our intellect, our emotions. I'm feeling hurt. I'm, and now we start to say things. The Bible says when you start to do that, remember there's a battle between the spirit and the flesh. It says, don't cause strife. Why? Because strife is rooted in pride. And when there is pride in your life, guess what? God withdraws. It's the humble that attracts God's presence. So what does the enemy want to do? He wants you to get frustrated, irritated, so that you will start to fight. Then he goes on, he says, pray for those that always want to fight and argue that they will come to their senses. Why? Because they have surrendered their will to the devil to do his will. So when you are fighting and arguing, even if you're a Christian and you are born again, but you are fighting, you are surrendering your will to the devil. Now you're a Christian, but you're under the control of the devil. Let me read it to you. Because some of you are thinking, what Bible is he preaching from? I thought we were hearing a message about the Holy Spirit. So if you're always fighting, you're not under the control of the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 2 verse 23. Remember, the Bible is written to Christians to help us to live better here on this earth so that we can manifest heaven here on earth. So verse 23. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach patient, in humility correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses, and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. The Bible says, don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. This is one of the devil's devices to always want you to fight and to argue. When we are led by the Holy Spirit, we will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. To want to fight is just your flesh saying, I want justice. Your flesh saying, let me sort out this person. There's a time where you have to be firm. I'm not saying just let everything go. Amen. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that sometimes you have to confront certain issues but then you still do it from a rich treasure of love not to destroy a person but to build up a person to help them in every situation you want to keep your peace why because peace is what god gives us and that peace is established in our hearts because of righteousness when you know that god has forgiven your sin there's righteousness in your heart. And you believe with your heart that God has made you righteous. Remember when you gave your heart to the Lord, what did you do? You confessed with your mouth salvation. But in your heart you believed unto righteousness. 
Why is this righteousness important? Because when you have this peace, even when you're facing a storm, you can keep your peace. This is what God wants to establish. What was the promise that was made to Abraham was the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God that gives us peace in our hearts. Witnessing, testifying that we are sons of the Most High God. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. When God tested Abraham's obedience and he obeyed, I mean he believed, he acted upon faith. He's our father of our faith. That obedience in believing God and stepping out in faith, what did it bring in his life? Righteousness. That's what the book of Romans says. When he believed, it was accounted to him as righteousness. What does that mean? It means he was now in right standing with God. It doesn't mean he was perfect. It means he was in right standing with God. There's a big difference. Not one of us is perfect. But when God's righteousness dominates our lives... Everything changes. Why? Because God's eyes are upon the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayers. So what God wants to do is establish righteousness in our lives. The one who is righteous is Jesus Christ. So the Bible says, He who knew no sin became sin. So that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you are made righteous, now you can enter into the holy of holies. You can meet with God. Because God is righteous. He can only meet with those that are righteous. Do you hear what I'm saying? Heaven is a holy place. So for you to go into heaven, you must be made holy. Is anybody holy? No. That's why Jesus came to make us holy, to make us righteous. What is the devil reminding you the whole time? You are unrighteous. You are unholy. Did you not sin? It's not about the sin because Christ has dealt with the sin once and for all. He has removed all of that. It's about you believing that Christ has made you righteous. Do you believe the Holy Spirit has had an impact in your life? Remember, I'm talking to Christians here this morning so that you will have more confidence in everything that you do. This is the first work of the Holy Spirit is when you become born again, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus died and after Jesus died, there's some differences because before Jesus died, the ultimate sacrifice was not made. His blood was not presented to the Father to allow us access into the Holy of Holies. But before Jesus died, you see men and women of God walking with the Holy Spirit. Because they believed the sacrifice that was made removed their sins and they were made righteous. And they were aware of God's presence. David, when he had sinned, he prayed, he said, Lord, do not let your spirit depart from me. Why? 
because he knew he had a friend in the Holy Spirit disposing of giants. Moses. Moses. The Lord said to him, you have found grace in my eyes. He says, if I found grace, let me see your glory, let me see your presence. If you say I found grace and your presence is with me, Lord, if your presence does not go before me, I'm not going anywhere. Why? Because he knew if God's presence went before him, he would make every high place low. He will strike fear in the hearts of the enemy. He will solve problems for him in advance. But even if he gets there, and there's Jericho walls, he knows God's presence is there. Too many Christians are living a life today without the Holy Spirit. Not even God spoke one word until the Holy Spirit was on the scene. Many of us are saying and declaring things, but without the Holy Spirit. You've heard a teaching, claim it, frame it, say it, and you'll have it. And you've been claiming, framing, saying, and having it, and nothing is there. Why? The Holy Spirit. Just because you know the name of Jesus doesn't mean you know Jesus. Do you hear what I said? Just because you know the name of Jesus and what it can do does not mean you know Jesus. The seven sons of Sceva, they knew about the name of Jesus. But when they started using it the way they saw Paul was using it, the demons attacked them. When you have God's presence in your life, things must start to change. Joshua, Joshua, Exodus 33. When God met with Moses face to face, Joshua was there in God's presence in the tabernacle. I think it's Joshua 33 verse 15. Joshua was there. When Moses left the tabernacle to speak to the people, they could see the glory. It was so much here to cover his face because of God's presence. And he would speak to the people. You know where Joshua was? The Bible says he remained in the tabernacle. He remained in God's presence. Who was the person that went into the promised land? Joshua. Samuel. Young little boy. Where did God speak? Only in the tabernacle. So that little Samuel, trained by his mother from a young age, when he fell asleep, do you know what happened? He was sleeping next to the curtain. And he would roll into the tabernacle and did not die because of God's righteousness. And the Lord would speak to him. And he would roll out. Eli, are you calling me? No, I didn't call you. Go and sleep again. Okay. Where did he go? God's presence. When you sleep in God's presence, you have peace. Speaking to him again. When he came back, he says, No, no, no. I know where this boy is sleeping. It's God speaking to him. He himself is too scared to go into God's presence. 
It says, when he speaks to you again, don't tell him. Everybody wants to hear God's voice. But roll back again there. God would speak to you. You know what this teaches us? God will always speak to you in a familiar voice. Some of you have been hearing funny and weird voices and you think it's God. God does not speak to you in a funny, weird voice. When God speaks to you, there'll be peace in your heart. Peace in your heart. So you keep that peace the whole time. So when Christ came, He wanted to reestablish the connection between you and Him. If you know God has spoken to you about your future, I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And now suddenly, you feel things are going like this. It means there's been tampered with your destiny. The only thing that tampers with your destiny and your future is sin. Is sin. When you've always been praying and hearing God and now you don't hear God, there's only one thing that causes that barrier. It's sin. So the Bible says it's very easy. God's eyes are upon the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayers. So what do you have to do? You have to establish yourself in righteousness again. 1 John 1 9 says, If you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you, sanctify, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. When you have the Holy Spirit, say now, I'm walking here. Say he's just standing here like this. And I'm just walking and I'm, I'm looking at, say, Kevin. And I come and I, like, bump him. And I hurt him. I hurt him. And I go on. As I go on, the peace here will go. The Holy Spirit will say, you bumped this guy. Go and make right. But what we do is... No, you deserve the bump. You bumped me last time. Instead of immediately coming and saying, make right. The Bible says, when you come to the throne of grace to bring your gift, that which God has blessed you with, and you come there and you know your brother is betting with something in his heart towards you, he says, leave it there and go make right. Why? So that the peace in your heart can remain. So most of us, we are born again. And we've received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But to live a victorious life, you need an infilling of the Holy Spirit. So you have to remain full. Most people want to stand and say, fire, 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 fire. Full, 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 full. And we can lay hands on you. But do you want to know the better way of drawing the attention of the Holy Spirit? Obedience. 
obedience. Even Joshua, after he had been in God's presence, been empowered at Daniel with the decree that he's going to be fed to the lions, remained obedient to his God. A Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not say, well, God, we're going to die. We're going to burn. We're just going to bow the knee quickly, but later on we'll go and say, sorry, Jesus, we're really good. Because the Holy Spirit was leading them the whole time. They were maintaining that position in righteousness at all times. Family, if you've been facing things over and over and over, it's time for you to start listening to the Holy Spirit now so that you can get out of it. The devil wants to kill, steal, and destroy. God has come to bring life and life in abundance. That's why I said earlier on, if you hate your brother, you've become a murderer. That's what the Bible says. If you hate somebody, you are operating in the spirit of killing, stealing, and destroying. But on this side, you're saying, Jesus, help me. Jesus, bless me. But the faith to remove those mountains work by love. That love of Christ has been poured out in our hearts. Can you see the importance in a, such a time as this for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that a church with 27 cultures can love each other and people can see God's glory upon a household of Christ? Because we are truly born again from above and we can love God and love people. To love Everybody, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. You need the help of the Holy Spirit to manifest the fruits of the Holy Spirit. If you are battling with some of them, confess them. Holy Spirit of faith, forgive my doubt and unbelief. Holy Spirit of hope, forgive my self-pity. Holy Spirit of humility, forgive my pride and arrogance. Holy Spirit of self-control, forgive my greed. Holy Spirit of goodness, forgive my evil deeds. Holy Spirit of faithfulness, forgive my unfaithfulness. Holy Spirit of love, forgive my hatred and unforgiveness. Because when we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What is the thing that produces miracles in your life? Righteousness. Righteousness brings salvation and righteousness brings miracles. What did Jesus say? What is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say you are healed. He said it's the same thing. Why? Because it's the same thing producing salvation and healing. It's the righteousness of God. That's why you have to be sensitive here the whole time when you are acting out of character. Keep the peace here and align yourself with righteousness. This is the working of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convinces you of sin and 
righteousness? Are you born again? <laughs> That's the question we should ask ourselves. Because if this is the standard, can you see how much you need the Holy Spirit? Church, you are very quiet here this morning. But I know you are listening attentively because God is busy here and not here. So that you can be born again and make a difference. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. He who knew no sin became sin so that you can be the righteousness of God. 1 Peter 3 verse 12. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. James 5 verse 16. Here's the key. When somebody is sick, what does he say? Confess your sins to each other. What is he saying? He says, get rid of all unrighteousness. Then he says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I'm sharing secrets here with you. Effective prayer is prayer that's in the spirit. Fervent prayer is a heartfelt prayer. Believing with all your heart. Of a righteous man speaks of your position in Christ Jesus. When you are in Christ Jesus, you are righteous. Then when God the Father looks at you, He sees Jesus. The same way that Jesus prayed and God the Father responded upon that is now your grace in your own life. He looks at you and sees you exactly the same way that he sees Jesus. Because you are clothed with the righteousness of God. When the Bible says, put on the armor of God, what are you doing? You are clothing yourself with Jesus. The helmet of salvation. The righteous breastplate. The belt of truth. The shoes of the gospel. The shield of faith. The sword of the spirit. It's not weapons to attack people with. It's God that has become your shield and your exceedingly great reward. What he promised to Abraham. When you have become righteous, everything about you will become righteous. Before we are born again, our deeds and our actions are not righteous. They are for ourselves. Most of us live to leave a legacy. We do things for our children. But before you know God, the way that you obtain that legacy and the riches and the wealth and the properties does not always include God. But when you are born again, God can sanctify all of that. Then it will be able to go on generation after generation if you get all those things through fighting if you get it in that way and you're not here anymore will you not leave those same troubles for your children can you see the need for the holy spirit in your life because when you do things and act in righteousness god will for after that for generation after generation Look after your family. Think about David. God made a covenant with him when it was his heart to build him a house. That's why just us doing this are releasing graces and favors upon our children. 
Family, listen to me. Why has God made us righteous? Because when you are made righteous, your actions will be righteous. Now your property dealings will be righteous. Your purchase of a car will be righteous. Everything will be righteous. Now you are planting righteous seeds. And God says what you plant is what you will eat. That's why even your children, if you train them from a young age, this is the way that you serve God. Even if they want to start behaving funny when they get older. You know, these teenage stages, they can do what they want. You've planted the right seeds. The right harvest will manifest. The good news is, even if you did not grow up in a Christian home, the work of the Holy Spirit is so powerful that He sanctifies you, cleanses you, makes you righteous, just as if you've never sinned. And God will hear your prayer and act on your behalf. Family, when you're in a relationship with God, the Almighty One, you're in a relationship with Him, things must start to change. If nothing has been changing, you should ask yourself, what's hindering or damaging this relationship? Because the Holy Spirit will act on your behalf. If God stretches forth His mighty right hand and causes the light of His favor to shine upon all your ways, it will expel all shades of darkness. Sometimes we've made some stupid decisions in the past. We've all done them. There was a prompting you knew you were not supposed to do it. Sometimes these kind of things, you can solve it and get it out of your life in one day. Other things will take a week. Other things can take a month. Some things can take years. Yes. But the Holy Spirit will show you what is not of God, and then you start working out everything that's not of God. Don't say it's going to take too long. Hello? Because the Holy Spirit will help you. What does the Bible say? Even when you're in temptation, God will show you the way out. But we sometimes want to make our own way. And that's not the way. Say, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me and into my soul, into my heart. Change my heart to do your will now and forever. Family, let me tell you something. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit and baptized with the Holy Spirit, you don't have time to slander people. You don't have time to complain. A matter of fact, you won't even have a desire in your heart. Ah, I'm just waiting for that guy to fall and his career to be destroyed. When you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit doesn't even think those kind of things. I'm saying that to help some of you to know who needs an infilling of the Holy Spirit or who of you need to get born again. Aina, Amen, any of those will do. Because that's not the language of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't think, oh, I wonder when Kevin is going to slip and mess up. It doesn't do that. A matter of fact, if you go read the book of Job 22, when it talks about riches and all of that that belongs to God, it says you will decide and decree a thing and the light of God's favor will shine upon all your ways. It says if they push you down and they want to humble you and break you, God will lift you up. 
He says, even the one who is not innocent, because you pray for him, will be delivered. Why? Because of the cleanness of your hands. What is he saying? He says, if you continue to do the right thing, even when people don't do the right thing, and you pray for them, God will deliver them. Why? Because you're continuing in righteousness. Because the seed that is planted on the inside has changed your life. The challenge that we have today is, people have not allowed the word of God to be planted in their hearts. They have the word of God here, but not here. But when you are born again of the Spirit, whenever you get in a situation, the Bible says, the Spirit will now show you what to say and to do. But when you are convinced, you want to make a lot of smart plans before the time, what you will say and what you will do. I'm just helping some of you. Turn to the person next to you say, it's time for us to be born again. Tell them it's time for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Protect the peace. When the peace has left you, it means something has tampered with your destiny. What we need in this nation is a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Not for people to say, oh, I've had goosebumps and it was so nice and I had liver shivers. For people's hearts to be flooded with the love of God that we can love one another. Jesus, when he prayed for his disciples in John chapter 17, he said, Father, the glory that you have given me, I have given them. He said, so that the people will believe that you have sent me. He says, Father, I am in you, but they are in me. That's the kind of unity that we need. That people say, how is it that these people can work together? Say, we don't know. But we, don't, we do know that God's Spirit is on the inside of us. And when we look at each other, I can see Jesus in you. I can see that which God values about you. In your heart, you are made to be like Jesus. And the Christ in me can greet the Christ in you. And we can start functioning as one body. But I, can, but I start to know and realize that if somebody is cheating me, they're not cheating me, they're cheating Jesus. And if somebody is slandering me, they're not slandering me, they're slandering Jesus. And I don't have to take it personal. I don't have to get offended. But I can respond in love and continue to plant those good seeds to see a good harvest. Then people will say, this is my church, this is my house. I've called them together to pray together. How is it they can pray together? Because they've been baptized in the Spirit. I've given them one language now in the Spirit. Even if you don't understand my language, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and we gather together like this, we can pray now together. Yeah, yeah. God makes us one. The Bible says in John chapter 5, because God has poured out His love in our hearts. When you know God has poured His love out in your heart and you're born from love, 
that love of God cannot fail us. That love of God releases faith to work in a new level. That love for God, when He abides in you and you abide in Him, you become obedient to Him. And you are led by the Spirit. Paul warns and he says, now that you've started in the Spirit, why are you ending up in the flesh? Remain in the Spirit. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.